What's up, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading the WGC Mexico 2020 DB here, and me and Pat are live and in person in this episode, which is rare, and it gets a little lit. We do have Casamigos on the rocks throughout the podcast. Uh, we have a lot of fun. It's a good one. We talk about the WGC. We talk about a little bit of betting angle as well from the Puerto Rico Open. Um, phew, it's just a blast. It's a blast a minute. Thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoy. Join the Nut Hut on tourjunkies.com if you've not already. If you don't know what the Nut Hut is, then what are you even doing with your life is honestly what I want to know. It's $10 a month. You know what I mean? $10 a month. You get caddy inside information on Wednesday nights. You get PGA Tour coach inside information on Wednesday nights from us that nobody else is giving you about the golf course, about how it's set up, about what's going on. You need to check it out. Go to the Nut Hut. Go to tourjunkies.com. Join $10 a month. $90 for the entire year, and enjoy this podcast with me and Pat in person. Oh my God. Okay, enjoy. We're the two or two or two or two or junkies. We're the two or two or two or two or junkies. PGA Tour fanatics, golf addicts, podcast views, you gotta have it. Special guest, DFS, DB, and them long shots. From Augusta to Sawgrass, we got your picks, we got your stats. Catch a bus, catch a lap, sip some rose with Pat. Two or two or two or two or two or junkies. We're the two or two or two or two or junkies. What's up, Golf Addicts? DV here, Pat Perry here. We are the Tour Junkies. It is WGC Mexico 2020 week, and we feel really we feel really special right now. In fact, it yeah. may have moved a little bit since the beginning of this podcast because we are actually in person, Yeah. which for those of you who may not know, we don't normally record in person. We're normally in different locations recording, but I am right now able to grab Pat's boobie and, yes. and pat it and touch it. Mm. We are in person. It's it's good to be here. Yeah, it's great to be here in in, in people's in person. <laughs> okay, uh, so we don't know and, what's uh, going to happen. Yeah, if you're good. if you're already thinking to yourself, man, I can't wait to tweet Pat and David and tell them how shitty the audio is. Um, can you just not do that this week? Because we're trying our best. We're farther away from microphones than normal. Uh, we're also trying to run the YouTube thing, which is weird. So just don't do that this week, okay? It's it's WGC Mexico. It's an alternate field event in, in Puerto Rico. So just consider this an alternate field podcast. Um, but we got to do this early. I want to get this out of the way early so we can go ahead and get started. Uh, for our special trip, and we'll tell you why we are together here in just a second, um, I wanted to make sure that my friend Pat tried the Casamigos. That Very much I've been, looking forward to this. No free ads, um, but we're going to give George Clooney, the founder of Casamigos, a free ad here. Because uh, George probably needs it. This is the Casamigos Reposado, which I've grown very fond of, and I've bought I've bought us say a bottle. Mm-hmm. And Pat is going to try this for the very first time. I've got us queued up with some uh, some some rocks here, uh, an orange. Can you give me your glass here, bud? Or do you just want to text people while you're here? No. What do you want to do? I would like to. Awesome. Okay. I really want to drink. Yes. I'm going to pour Pat his very first Casamigos. We're going to be here a while, so we just might as well. Whoa! Go ahead. My and do God. that. <laughs> now, do you? With this orange, yeah, you want to squeeze this, yeah, you want to squeeze, squeeze in it in there. You know, I, I don't I have any room for for uh, any juices after what you just uh, did. Yeah, there's always room for juices. <clears throat> mm. All right, wow. um, our YouTube audience is getting a great show right now. If you're not watching live on YouTube, by Whoa, the, look how 
Look Go it. ahead and sip it then, bud. Okay. Off camera sip. All right. Unfortunately, guys, we're not going to be able to see a lot of the YouTube comments tonight. Is that good? That's smooth. Cheers, friend. Cheers. Cheers, friend. Too, Make uh, sure I, don't cheers too hard because I'm going to drop yeah. I'm going I'm to spill some of that. Mm. Mm. Oh, my gosh. That is, that is very smooth. Um, you cannot sip that like I sip the rosé. I'll tell you that right now. Well, this, I think that would be a good time. No. If I do that. Here's the deal. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, we are not going to be able to get to you, uh, to your comments, although I'm sure they're lovely, and uh, we appreciate you watching on YouTube, but uh, yeah, we are too far away from the computer to be able to read it. We're not, <laughs> we don't have the young eyes we yeah. used to have. You have a table next to you. I don't have a table. <clears throat> Look, if you just do that, then you have yeah, a table. Okay. Um, all right, so may maybe some of you are wondering, hey, why are Pat and David together for once? Um, it's because we are doing something pretty cool. Pretty, pretty Very cool. cool. And we're pretty excited about it. We haven't said a word about it until now. We are currently in St. Augustine, Florida. Um, I left my jean shorts at home. Apparently you did too. But we're in St. Augustine, Florida. And we're at the World Golf Hall of Fame. Getting ready to start our morning tomorrow at PGA Tour Entertainment, Pat. Yeah. You want to tell the people what we're doing at PGA Tour Entertainment? So as everyone knows, or most people know, uh, that follow DFS as closely as I know all our listeners do or viewers out there, um, last year, the tour announced that they uh, had a partnership with DraftKings, and we don't exactly know how that is going to look right now, but one thing we do know is that through Scratch TV, you might follow them on Twitter or YouTube or whatever, it's, uh, it's part of the tour. They, they own Scratch and put out a lot of content over social media, and so we are going to be filming tomorrow some video uh, for Scratch uh, that involves DFS golf, and uh, it's pretty exciting, you know, when you think about it. Nobody's been, nobody's really done it in conject, you know, in conjection, conjecture, <laughs> conjunction, conjunction is the word I was looking for with the tour. Uh, so we're excited to be doing that. It's going to be some fun stuff. Uh, can't wait for it to go. I don't know. Do we want to talk about what it's going to be, or do we want to wait till it gets no. out? Yeah. It's going to be exciting, though. I mean, and I think I think it um, further speaks to, you know, the way the tour has finally embraced DFS and uh, the partnership with DraftKings has been a big deal. So it's going to be exciting. We will be there from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. We have a full workload tomorrow. It's really, it's really exciting. You know, some behind the scenes here, they asked us to bring about nine or ten outfits. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm very pumped because my outfits look vastly different from Pat's outfits. Yeah, I brought more, I think, than you did. Did you? Yeah. Lots of blues and khakis in Pat's outfit arrangement. Shocker. Um, but it's going to be a great time. We will, we will try to insta-story or something like that. If you follow us on Instagram at tour underscore junkies, be sure and do that. You're very excited about getting in front of a green screen for the first. Yeah, time. we're gonna get. I don't really know what that means. Work. I don't know like how. Ex I'm just excited to see how it turns out because yeah. we we've been working with Scratch on this, they, and and it's been we've had a lot of really fun ideas being thrown out there, and so the the green screen really makes almost anything possible, and I'm excited about that. Um, Pat is like a moth to a flame because he can finally see the comments live on YouTube tonight, <laughs> and so he can't, he can't stop. You, they wanted to see um, my socks. These, oh, yeah, these Pat are, actually has cool socks these on. These are my stance. Nobody uh, can see them because they're not on the camera. You might want to... Stance Caddyshack. Yeah. Caddyshack Look socks. at Pat. I got him wearing stance socks right now. Yeah, no free ads. Speaking of socks, yeah. we just ordered some socks for the Tour Junkie shop, so be, be on the lookout for those. Uh, we'll have some Goldie socks coming out. 
Anyway, we're really pumped. We're happy to be here in person. It's going to be a lot of fun. But we are also here to break down the WGC Mexico, talk a little bit about that. Maybe hit a little bit on the uh, the old Puerto Rico, and uh, we're gonna have a good time. But you know, I know I know we brought this up a couple couple weeks ago, Pat, about your golf cart incident when you got thrown or, or you you projected yourself off your golf cart late on New Year's yeah. night. Fully uh, healed, by the way. I know all of you were very worried about me. You know, and, and that's important because living with chronic pain is the worst, and it's more than just discomfort. It can affect your whole life. You know what I mean? A lot of our listeners may have some pain like that uh, that hasn't improved or whatever. And so you had your recent painful experience with the golf cart. And we talked about this before, your cryo-freeze that we got sent to us for, you know, for free. We get it for free. You guys have to pay for it. But we get it for free. Um, the roll-on and the, the cream really helped all of the areas of your body that were hurting. So our friends at Omax Health have cryo-freeze. And if you're looking to get rid of the nagging muscle and joint pain, naturally... Through a breakthrough pain relief solution, cryo-free CBD, everything's CBD, okay? It's really good stuff, legal, and fun for everyone, okay? Uh, Developed by Omax Health, it's a non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, specifically formulated to block the pain receptors, reduce the inflammation, improve muscle and joint flexibility, and it's all natural, baby. I'm going to take a sip. Mm. And CBD Power works within just 10 minutes of application, lasts about 8 hours, it's uh, it worked for you. It's yeah, it worked fantastic. It's great. You did stuff. like it, yeah. And the the roll on has kind of a cooling feature as yeah. it's coming on. So. And sometimes you can use it to get your wife to apply it. You know what I mean? And like sometimes maybe that'll stir something up. If you're just like, hey babe, yeah. you know, let me take my shirt off and Here's some uh, take freeze. a look at my delts and my my lats, my scapulas, and uh, let me mm. put this put this CBD stuff on. So right now, Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off the full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on and free shipping only applies uh, right now. If you go to omaxhealth.com and enter the promo code TOURJUNKIES, that is Omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, enter TOURJUNKIES, and you get 20% off your cryo-freeze and anything else site-wide. I know our friend Kyle Stanley uses this. Uh, we talk to his caddy all the time. They got 95% five-star reviews on their pages. It's good stuff. We have used it. So head on over to omaxhealth.com, enter promo code TOURJUNKIES, get your 20% off cryo-freeze and anything site-wide, um, omaxhealth.com. Boom. TOURJUNKIES promo code. That's out of the way. Great read, DB. Good job. Thank you. It's nice to see you do that in person. I, I you're Very professional. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the tossing of it after you're you done. You just kind of throw it all yeah, over there until the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight we are going to talk about WGC. We're going to briefly really, recap. Really, these comments really. I just want to see. Something. Pat is so worried about the comments. We're going to talk about the uh, the Genesis, but at the end, okay, at the end we're going to have a um, kind of a grab bag. We're going to talk about whatever. We're going to talk about possibly uh, the coverage. We're going to talk, which, you know, it's been beaten, beaten to death by a lot of people, but whatever. Now, we might talk about the distance report and that and mm-hmm. the state of golf there. We may talk about anything else that we come up with. Or if you guys have an idea of something, I don't recommend putting it in the YouTube comments because it's too far away to read. Maybe right now go and send us a DM on Twitter or, uh, or Instagram at tour underscore junkies, and maybe I'll see it by then and we can answer the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had a great first two weeks in the Nut Hut as well. Some listeners winning money too in the Nut Hut. Yeah, I saw some screenshots. Big, big wins. Um, 
A lot of fun in there, though. You know, and I'll say, too, um, threw out some bets as well, not just, not oh, just you know, yeah. that were very close. You and I both were yeah. sweating. Uh, you had HV3 on Sunday. I had Joel Damon, who was a little bit further back. I got him at 275 to 1. I believe you got HV3 at 400 to 1. Yeah. Um, we had some sweats. They were that was fun too. Even though our DK lineups weren't necessarily great, the sweats on the bets were nice. So yeah, let's get to it, man. Let's let's hear about the WGC, the course breakdown for. Uh, I'm gonna let you pronounce it since you love pronouncing it. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> While you do that, I'm gonna read comments. Um, all right, so this is yes, we are at the WGC Mexico in Mexico City. At Club de Golf de Chapotec. Chapotec. <laughs> I practiced that today, too. Chapultepec. Chapultepec. Sorry, I spelled it wrong, too. That was another reason. It is a par 71 playing just over 7,300 yards. It's actually going to play a lot less than that. you got to pay attention to the elevation. You know, over 7,000 feet above sea level. That's going to make it really play about like 6,900 yards, which is important. We have seen Bombers do well here. DJ's obviously won two out of the last three years. But I think the, the, the length doesn't matter quite as much because of that elevation. Um, but the ball is going to travel about 10 to 20% further. We'll see. Um, but uh, the course is a classic course, though. I mean, you've got tight tree-line fairways. Uh, very small greens, very undulating greens. They're going to run pr- pretty quick. Um, you know, I think that this is another course like we had last week at Riviera where it's really not how far you drive it necessarily, but it's where you drive it. In order to give your, You've got to give yourself a good angle into these pins in order to, to attack them into these greens. So your positioning off the tee I think is going to be key when it comes to just doing well on this course. But definitely bombers are going to have some advantage. They're going to be able to cut some corners out here. Um, this, you know, I, I'll tell you something that was interesting that I, I looked at. 13 of the last 16 winners of WGC events have had odds of 25 to 1 or better. So basically, this just tells you the cream rises to the top this week. Yes, you may want to throw some long shot odds and bets out there, but really it's going to come to those top, come down to those top players. Uh, I think as far as the guys that are going to have shots to win. But as far as stats, I looked at driving distance. I looked at strokes gained approach, which is the most important stat to me. Strokes gained around the greens, one of the things I always look at when we get small greens. Opportunities gained, I want to look at those guys that are giving them shot, themselves chances to score. And then certainly putting on Poana greens. I didn't mention that. We're Poana greens again this week. Um, so I did look at Poana, you know, just putting stats over the last 100 rounds. Past champs on this course were DJ last year, Mickelson in 2018, and then DJ in 2017. So there you go. That is a quick rundown on Club de Golf de Chapultepec. <laughs> Why do you say duh again? I don't know. Decide. Chapultepec. Club de Golf Chapultepec. Chapultepec. <clears throat> what what kind of uh, fairways and rough do we have here? Kakuya. Okay, all right, I hear you. Ah, you watched the right. coverage enough to know how to say it, I guess, because they Let kept talking about it. Um, yeah, not much to add. I do know we got a caddy friend that just uh, who's played here the last three years, and it's pretty short and simple. But basically, he says, "Listen, being in the fairways is a big deal. The rough isn't bad to hit out of, but because this is such a tree-lined golf course." 
um, and the fairways are tight. If you get too far off, you are obviously in the trees and you could be blocked out, and that's just not good. And then he says, got to have a hot putter, which is nice for him to say, but in reality, I'm like, hey, dude, nobody can predict who's going to have a hot putter. So uh, basically, that's that's a little bit of inside information. Pat, I, I, I found something pretty interesting. Uh, I went back and looked at the last three years here. Do you know that Dustin Johnson, out of 12 rounds played at this event, 12, 12 rounds, 11 of those 12 rounds are in the 60s? Amazing. Do you know the next closest to him are, is a, a handful of guys who have played all three years, have so got 12 rounds under their belt, and the next closest is seven rounds? Hmm. DJ likes this place. He, he, he has a 57-hole streak without a bogey between 2018 and 2019. He didn't make a bogey uh, for 57 holes. He, he plays well here. Um, you got JT with the course record here of 62, who uh, he, he actually shot in 2018 and again in 2019. So, yes, the course you mentioned plays at altitude, plays shorter. But I do think you said, if I remember correctly, I was kind of zoning out. Um, that bombers still really pop here because yeah. obviously you're scaling down off the tee. You know, a lot of this is about angles, so it's it's angles into you know a, a, your approach shots into these greens and being on the proper side of the fairway, which is obviously easier to control that. if you're that. easier to control if you're hitting irons off the tee. Yeah. So um, this is weird. Thank you. This is weird. It is kind of strange. <laughs> kind of weird hey tell the tell real quick tell the people how weird it was when you were walking up here and you said you made some friends in the hotel <laughs> so <laughs> all right so we had obviously a setup here and one of the things that i forgot of course in the truck was this ring light that's behind us and uh to get the lighting right db likes to get the lighting and, and you know good for the people out there but so i forgot it in the truck and so i had to go out to the truck to get the ring light okay now, I had already secured us an orange, which I thought was... Secured I, an orange, which is critical for the uh, yeah. for the, uh, the Reposado. Yeah. So, I got the ring light, came back. We still needed a knife to cut the orange. Said orange. Said yeah. orange. And so, I took the ring light through the lobby. I've got about two questions about what the hell I was holding, just walking to the bar. And so, then I got a knife. And so, if you ever want to meet interesting people or have people come up to you and ask you what you're all about, just walk through a lobby with a ring light and a knife in your hand. There you go. And you'll, they'll... That's weird. As, as is this. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, anyway, I did, on the elevator ride up, a guy was very interested in the ring light. He didn't happen to notice the knife, which was probably a good thing, but anyway. Okay. Well, good. Um, other than that, I mean... Our, our, our weather predicts to look about like it has the last couple of years, so uh, it's going to play similar to 2019-2018, uh, to I think. Mm -hmm. It's going to be nice. Um, I don't have a computer available to me right now, which I normally do. Pat is going to hog his. Uh, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm moving it. I know, but I did a lot of research ahead of time, so I, I think I'm good. But I will leverage you for the, uh, the prices here, Pat. We're going to talk... Uh, 9K and above on DraftKings, um, three tournament plays, a cash play, and uh, one fade, which I got to say, man, like props to you for the Tiger fade last week, by the mm -hmm. way. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I was on Adam Scott, Justin Thomas I was also on, which didn't didn't pan out very well. But uh, hey, also, how about, my, uh, how about my Bryson call last week? Uh, DB comes around on Bryson. Listen, here, here's, here's the thing. 
and we, we may talk about this tomorrow on our Scratch TV shoot. You can't you can't let your hatred of one player too much consume you. You know what I mean? Like there is a line it, depending on the player. We talked about this before. This yeah. is kind of a, a just the tip moment. Early. This is a this is an early in the evening just the tip. You know what I mean? Um, where okay, very early on in the game, I grew a hatred for Jonas Blixt back in like 2015. Yeah. Now you don't even really have to see his name anywhere. So. I don't have to see his name. You know why? Because he can sucks. That's yeah. why I don't have to see his name. But when it's Jonas Blixt and you hate him, you can write him off and you're you're fine. But obviously, as much as I can't stand Bryson DeChambeau as a human being, I recognize that he is a good player and he will be here for a minute. Okay? He's not a, he's not a Jonas Blixt. So... You know, you got to take note. You got to know that even even your disdain for a certain player cannot overcome or override you ever playing them. You know, you pick your spots, and you have to understand the object of your hatred, right? And the object of my hatred being Bryson DeChambeau is very different than when it was Jonas Blix because Bryson's actually a, a, a world class player as much as I hate it, um, but he is. And so last week was an example where I kind of felt like. This may have been a spot for Bryson, and and even though I don't like him as a person, I I had some of him, and I played him, and he almost freaking won the event. He came out of nowhere because everybody yeah. else was falling backwards. Yeah, he almost won the event. So that's a lesson. Like you can't just write off the big names that you can't stand. You know, write off the Jonas Blixts, the uh, who else? Who are some lower class individuals that we write off? Uh. You know, Keegan, you could almost... Keegan's kind of there. You yeah. can afford to write him off. You just can't get him right. Kevin I mean, Nah. No, nah, I disagree with Kevin Nah, but... I mean, Kevin Kevin Nah and Keegan are above Jonas Blix. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. But, yeah. you know, Michael Thompson. You know, if, if for whatever... Okay, God, Michael Thompson. If for whatever reason, one one of these years, Michael Thompson really pissed you off and you can't stand I'll him. I'll tell you I'm never writing off is Sun Kang. You're not writing off Sun Kang? No. Damn, okay. it, damn it if I wasn't a week off on him. I wrote him <clears> up in, in the... Fantasy week before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right, let's get into it, man. Three tournament plays above 9K. I'm going to start uh, right there at, uh, at 11,000. I mentioned him, DJ. I'm going to play him. He definitely was a little squirrely on the weekend at, at Genesis. He was he was doing some things well and, and not doing other things well, but uh, you cannot deny the fact that uh, the guy's got 11 rounds in the 60s here out of 12. So, um, I love DJ at eleven thousand. I think he's he's a guy I'm, I'm willing to play, uh, and I'm willing to spend up. Uh, you know, no cut event, so I'll take a little risk. I want some exposure to those guys up at the top, um, and then I'm probably gonna go to Hideki at ten thousand. Mm, um, checking a lot of boxes and got got a, got some experience here as well. Hit the ball. On the titties, as they say, uh, yet last week at the Genesis. Just after barely making the cut. After barely making the cut, almost won the golf tournament. Just insane. Um, so I'm going to go Hideki. And then I think I'm going to go Xander at 9,400. I'm going to get back on the Xander train. Kind of disappointed last week, but um, still checking a lot of boxes. Got the experience here at Club de Golf Chapultepec. Uh, another POA surface for Xander, which I like. Distance, ball striking, he's still doing very well. We just need some putts to drop for Xander. We need the scrambling to improve for Xander. Other than that, uh, I, I think I think I think he's he's primed. 
Um, there are definitely a lot of good plays up here, but that, that's where I'm going to go in terms of tournament plays. If I'm talking cash, I actually like DJ and cash. I, this is one of those weeks where I don't wow, like... Wow, this is crazy. Usually you're not that high yeah. up on cash. Well, I was going to say, like this is one of those weeks where I don't like to play a lot of cash because of the no-cut format and like you don't... Mm. The goal of just getting six of six through the cut is still the goal, but I mean, obviously nobody's getting cut. So yeah. now the goal is to be a little more contrarian. There's ownership leverage in, in play now in a cash contest because everybody's getting six of six, presumably. So I don't mind paying up now for DJ. So I'll roll with him in cash. I feel good about it. Um, in terms of a fade, this is this is this is tough. There's two guys here I'm, de- I'm debating on. I think I'm going to lean – I think I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood at $9,200. Tommy Fleetwood's played well here. Um, the, the last two years that he's played, he has played the week before. This event has been um, has been after the Genesis and the Honda. In the last two years, he has played the week before. He has not played very recently uh, leading up to this event this week. Now, he also did that three years ago and finished runner-up, but um, – so that you could just throw that whole theory out the window. But I like a little bit of form. I like a little bit of warm-up coming into this event for Fleetwood. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be excited to play him. It's his first event on the PJ Tour in 2020. They're ready to play Fleetwood. They're excited to play Fleetwood. I think he'll be, he'll be you know, somewhat chalky. Uh, I think ownership could be rather spread around. But, uh, you know, if i got to pick one, there's two guys I'm debating on. Fleetwood's the one I'll settle on. But I don't hate anybody in this range there's nobody to hate like last week we couldn't stand brooks who also by the way came out and said his knee injury is still very real so um there's nobody like that here that i really just can't stand or, or i think is an obvious fade but if i got to make a call i think fleet was going to be chalky at 9200 i don't like that we haven't seen him in a few weeks there you go okay dj decky xander <clears throat> dj right. and cash well, we're a little bit different here. Um, actually, we're a lot different. I, I like all of your picks. Um, I will say that um, one of my picks, and I like him in cash or GPPs, is Tommy Fleetwood. I like him this mm. week. Um, I wonder if he'll actually have a little bit of an ownership. Uh, we'll get a little leverage there with him not have you know not coming off a tour event. I mean, he's been overseas. His last couple, you know, his tournaments were a few weeks ago he finished t11 at the mega dubai desert classic but then he had a second place finish in abu dhabi so um obviously is still playing well so the form is there we just haven't seen him on the pga tour so i think you could definitely look at playing fleetwood and as you mentioned he definitely has you know good history here um with a second in 2017 a 14th and 18th and a t19 last year which isn't great but um, I do like Fleetwood. I think Fleetwood is a good play this week, so he is one of my tournament uh, plays. Also like Justin Thomas at 10-8 coming off that missed cut. He is another guy that's been fantastic on this course with a, a fifth-place finish the first year they played here, second and 18, and then a ninth last year. Um, we know he's checking all the boxes. I don't even need to say that. I mean, that's just a given right now. He absolutely killed me last week. And yeah, absolutely. I'm sure he burned a lot of people. So you know what? You got to have short memory. We talk about yeah. this all the time. I don't hate um, the play. You I cannot don't hate the play. have you, you. You just 
You've got to you've got to forget about the week before. I, I still think this is a great course fit for him. So I like some JT at ten eight. So he is another one of my tournament plays. And I'm still I'm going back up to the top again, like I did last week with Rory, and I'm going to take him at eleven five. Hmm. Best player in the world right now, as far as I'm concerned. JT's close, by the way. Um, you know he has shown you know on this course that he can play well. Finished second last year, seventh back in two thousand seventeen. Just, I mean, if you take out the triple that he had yesterday, he's right there in the middle of this tournament. I mean, everybody says he backdoored it in with his top five or whatever. Oh, yeah, the, tri- the triple. But the triple the total, I mean, you take that away, and he's right there, and probably may have, could have won the ter- damn tournament. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't see how you can avoid playing Rory. And I do think ownerships, like, you know, it, when we, we typically see in an event like this where there's just, you know, only 70 players in the field – it's going to be spread out a little more in this top end. So I still think you could have, you know, he might be the highest owned guy, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, over like 25% or something. So I like Rory at 11.5. Um, as far as a cash play this week, um, I don't know. I think I'll go JT on a cash play for me. The fade. Um, I'm gonna fade Adam Scott. Come, mm. Coming off of the win, I don't like that fade. I just, I don't know. I'm not really feeling Adam Scott. Why? He's only played here once. So uh, finished T forty fifth. Only played three times. I know, but he's only he finished T forty fifth the year he did. I don't that, like the so. Adam Scott fade. Well, I don't, who did you fade? Fleetwood. Who I liked. I don't like your Fleetwood fade. <laughs> so screw you. Um, we'll talk about that on the DK show. Uh, yeah, we'll put that one on the DK show. Um, all right, let's get to the AK range. We're going to give you two tournament plays, a cash play, and a fade here. Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue with Paul Casey. Like, dude's playing well, um, striking his ball. Great record here at Club de Golf Chapultepec. Um, I think Casey's a lock. Can I can I get your uh, let's see he's at eighty seven hundred I like that and then uh, I'm gonna go back to the well with Patrick Reed Reed came out pretty hot started off first round pretty good at uh, last week's Genesis we were on him as a tournament play last week it looked pretty good kind of fell off a little bit uh, in in later rounds but I like I like Reed here again as as another tournament play like we're seeing click on Reed here what was his ownership last week and we're seeing Reed getting Getting consistently to me, eleven percent. Eleven percent the week before the farmers was nine. Um, uh, excuse me, sir. You know, still hitting his irons really, really well. Didn't putt as well last week as he normally does. I could, I, I feel like that's going to come back a little bit um, and regress towards the mean, which is good for him because he's usually a really good putter on pola. He's pretty In fact, terrible it's around his, the greens. Also, it's his but... best surface. Pola is his best surface. So. Yeah, he didn't chip and putt very well last week, but typically that's not really how it goes. So yeah, um, I, I like Reed in tournaments there. So I'm gonna go Casey and Reed in tournaments. Casey is a is an easy play in cash to me. Um, I'm gonna load up on him in cash, and then you know who I want to fade Pat. I want to fade Mark Leishman. You know why? Because I don't ever understand the love for Mark Leishman. Like, click on Mark Leishman. I, I don't. I, he's right there. No, but you can't click on it there because it changed. Just let me, let me do it the way I do things. Okay? Two key. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't ever... Look, 
look, his ownership is net. Look, okay. Were you about to make a point that his ownership's too high? Because it's, it's not. If you look at the last. Yeah, that's a little better than I thought. Okay, so his worst putting surface is Poa. He just never really does it for me. Like I know, he, I know he just won the Farmers, and nobody talked about him, but he came out and won because he made he gained eight strokes on the putting surfaces. Yeah, he that played way. pretty. Not he played eight. terrible, and he made eight. He gained eight strokes putting. I just think he is one of the most hard to nail, inconsistent guys, which is fine if you're paying for Keegan Bradley in like the seven K. But when you're paying up for for Leachman like you do every single tournament, I don't. I I just don't ever get Mark Leachman. So. If, if you guys hear me playing Mark Leishman, I have found something very special. As special as the casting couch that we're sitting on right now. Yes. All right. That's me. Whew. AK. All right. You're up. Yeah. Um, how's that, uh, how's the Reposado going? It's good. I need some ice. No, you don't need any, that's watering it down. You don't need any more ice. Hotel ice. Why does hotel ice, uh, melt faster than it does it's ridiculous by the way um the computer that we're sharing we're only looking at fantasynational.com that is our go-to source for statistics lineup builders optimizers simulations all that fun stuff if you need golf uh if you need help with golf betting or dfs fantasynational.com cheers to you sir and uh, actually go to fantasynational.com slash tj that that's really what we cheers to because then that makes us look good uh, and you get 20% off of your uh, subscription, whether weekly, monthly, or annual. I bet Pat has no idea what the what the subscriptions uh, cost over on Fantasy National. Do you, do you know? Uh, I can pull it up right no, now. No, 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 no. What, what, what do they cost off the top of your head? Like a monthly fee or yeah, what? Yeah, what's a monthly? Uh, I'd say probably, because I think the annual fee is somewhere around like 250 bucks or so. So I'd say like... 20 bucks a month, something like that? I think it's a little less. Okay. Better than I thought. Um, anyway, promo code, or fantasynational.com slash TJ gets you 20% off the weekly, monthly, or annual membership. And if you do the weekly, and you say, hey, this is pretty cool, I want to do the monthly, or I want to do the yearly, then you still get the 20% off. Fantasynational.com slash TJ. Pat, who's your 8K guys? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I was... Love checking out these comments. Pat is so excited. I wish I could see comments. these these every week. It's just, it's great. Um, all right, going into AK. I'm with you on Patrick Reed. I actually had him had him marked down as a guy that I liked in terms. He's also a fifty to one. So I like Patrick Reed. Fifty to one on my book. I'm gonna go with you there. I'll make this quick. Also like Colin Morikawa. I think you just yeah. I'll, I'm dude is insane. That kid is good. Nineteen he's straight good cuts on tour. He's not missed a cut since he's. Now, obviously, we don't have a cut this week, but still, the guy's just incredible. I, I bet he makes it 20. He's going to make it 20. 20 straight minutes. He's going to so play all I four do rounds. like some Colin Morikawa. I'm with you there. Uh, I like Casey and Cash. I'm, I'm with you there. Um, so, I think quick. this is going to be pretty quick. Um, I'll tell you, I, I think I'm, I'm going to fade right here. And um, hmm. I hate to do it. You're very twitchy. Yeah. I tell you, you I don't, twitch a lot. I don't like fading this guy, mm-hmm. but... Louis Eustazen. Oh, no. Yep. How do you fade Louis? I just don't. I like Louis. I'm just not a big fan of Louis this week. Um, you know, he has played here all three years. He finished T25 was the best that he finished last year. Um, but outside of that, I just, I don't I think know. Louis playing good this year. I know. He's been playing well. But I, I think that, and ownership's probably going to be decent, but not, you know, too high, but I, I, I don't know. It's I'm not going to be that high. I'm not feeling that. 
I'm not feeling Louis this week. Hmm. Um, this might be a good time to tell the people that, you know, <clears throat> we've had a busy day. You know, we've, we've been traveling, we've been on the road, we had to leave work early. Um, yeah, this would be a good time to tell people that. So maybe you can tell that we're not quite as sharp, um, and we're having to, you know, especially Pat, go figure. Um, but this is why it's a good reason to, to join the Nut Hut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good reason to join the Nut Hut. The Nut Hut is our chat room on tourjunkies.com that you can join. And right now, it's it's been amazing. We've got uh, a bunch of folks that have, that have signed up for monthly memberships at $10 a month. That's it. Or annual memberships at $90 a month. Um, and it's it's our chat room on our website, tourjunkies.com. It is open 24-7. I'll tell you what's been really nice, Pat. Really nice, Pat. Yes. Is uh, is that it's the Nut Hut is not just about us, you know. Like yeah. I, I like going in there and seeing that the community is talking to each other. They're helping each other. They're they're bouncing ideas off each other. They're giving each other marital advice. They're um, they're they're inspiring one another. It's a community. It, it it already has turned into a a community, and it has very little to do with us, and it's a lot of fun. And then when we get in there, then we just we add we add what we can, and then we we rock on. But yeah, you know, you're in there every Wednesday night uh, at least at eight thirty p.m. Eastern, chatting it up before lineup lock, before you finalize your bets. Mm-hmm. I tend to ho- I'm I'm gonna be hopping in there. I've had a couple crazy weeks, but I'm gonna you, be hopping in there. Been, yeah. Um, is this well. week? Are you going to be in there? I should on, be. On we should be week? normalized this week. Okay. Hopefully. All right. Good. Um, but we're also in there. I mean, you know how I like things to be on time. You do. Yeah. You do. No. 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 You don't like them to be on time. You like them to be the way that you want them. You're yeah. not very on time though. Yes. You're actually exactly. very late. No, but I mean, when I say I'm getting in the nut hut at eight thirty, I'm usually yeah, yeah, you are, you are. Yeah. Um, but I also like I've been in there freaking eight thirty in the morning on a Tuesday. Great stuff. So, yeah. Um. You know, you can pick our brains. You can pick the brains of those in the Nut Hut uh, with you, and uh, we're just a bunch of guys looking for uh, looking for that little nut to help us win some money on, right. on betting on golf is what we are. And in addition, you get twenty percent off in our pro shop uh, in the in the TJ Golf Shop. You get a cameo video, which uh, not enough of you are requesting from Pat. We're gonna need some help on that. I do owe um, uh, uh, one, Mr. Marcus. Uh, yeah, one. but he gave you a video you refused to do. Yeah, but I think Marcus I'm, wanted you to do like a. Yeah, I might. Yeah, that. By the way, do we need to do we need to discuss that? <laughs> no, no, no. We okay, don't, we don't. We don't. Um, I think Marcus is the one off. He's a weird. He's a wacko. Yeah, he is. Um. Okay. Anyway, go join the Nut Hut tourjunkies.com. We'd love for you to check it out. Just try for one month. It's ten dollars. If you don't like it, you don't have to renew. Pat, let's talk seven K range. Um, three tournament plays, a cash play, and a couple fades. I'm gonna let you start. I started the last two. All right, yeah, you did start the last two. Well, I mean, how can we start the 7K range and not go with Mr. Abraham Answer? I actually agree. It's like 7,900. I, like I like him this week. I didn't like him last week. And you were right last week. Yeah. I, I end up, I don't think I talked about him on the show, but I ended up playing a decent amount of him, and he... Hey, speaking of Nut Hut, you talked up Joel, betting Joel Damon at 250-1 to 1 in the Nut Hut on Wednesday night. I did, yes. Yeah. So, you're gonna get um, so no, thing. A lot, like we say, a lot changes between now and now. Not saying that that we haven't put. Well, today's a little different, but for the most part, a lot of research leading up to the podcast. But there's things you learn during the week. You hear from the players, interviews, all that kind of stuff. So it changes a lot. So another reason to get into that chat on Wednesday. We'll get some information from caddies and whatever else. But 
Abraham answer I do like this week at 7,900. Uh, checking the box and strokes gained approach. Um, also in ball striking, he checks the box in proximity for me from 100 to 125 yards out. Uh, I think these guys are going to have a lot of wedges and things. And I know you hate the proximity, but I love it. Um, so I will play a good amount of him. Now, next guy down that I like is going to be Rafa Cabrera Bello at 7,600. Another guy who's played here the last three years with a T3 back in 2018, top 20 finish um, last year. Um, so I think that this is a good spot for Cabrera Bell. I haven't, you know, I faded him a few weeks ago. Didn't I fade him, Pebble Beach? Yeah. 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 Um, and he hasn't been, you know, all that great recently. Um, but I think this is, I mean, he, did, he had top 20 finish though last week at the Genesis. I think this is a good spot for him, so I like some Rafa Cabrera Bello, and I think you'll probably get him as low owned as he's ever been going into this tournament. So I like him as well. Um, also going to go with down below. I wanted to go Charles Howell, but I feel like he's just going to burn me. So I'm going to go with Mr. Scotty Scheffler. It's 7,100. I like Scotty. It's obviously going to be his first time playing here. Young dude on tour. Um, looking at the stats, so for him, I mean, across the board, I mean, opportunities gained, checks the box there, strokes gained approach, checks the box there, um, proximity, checks the box. So I do like some uh, Scotty Scheffler at 7,100. Certainly will be low owned. So he will be my third GPP play. As far as cash this week, I think I'm going to keep it pretty simple and just. Um, I don't know who I like in cash. I don't really like anybody in cash down here. Well, you have to. You're going to have to play a couple people here in cash. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go. I'll go Rafa. I'll stay with. I'll stick with him and go him. So he's your favorite out of those three. Yeah, guys, basically. Um, I like the answer call. Um, I like that. I, I'm going to go right below him at Sung J M, who just missed his first cut all season. Holy, holy, holy crap! He missed a cut. Um, but I still like Sung J here. Um, love the ball striking. Love the seventy nine hundred dollar price tag I get. Does it not just crack you up how many tournaments he plays? Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It's unbelievable. Um, these next two I think are going to give you some ownership leverage. I'm going to go with Cam Smith, who has sucked his last three tournaments. Right after he won the Sony Open, uh, Cam Smith played here for the first time last year. Finished T sixth, I believe. He's a tremendous scrambler, uh, tremendous um, ball striker, and he's an Aussie, right? We talked about it last week. You got the Kikuya, fairways and rough. We know the Aussies, the South Africans, are used to that a little, uh, maybe a little better than, than most, and I think that gives a slight edge to, to Cam, uh, and I think he liked this golf course. I think, that's, I think, that's, uh, I think that was evident uh, by the T6 in his first time out last year pat you realize all only like everyone on youtube can only see your arm right now your hairy white 42 year old arm um so i I talked about some ownership leverage i think i think i got another spot for you for tournaments and ownership leverage and it's a european tour guy victor perez at 7600 dollars. the frenchman has uh has been playing pretty pretty well i mean he's four events into the rolex cup series um, race to Dubai, excuse me, 
He finished fourth at the WGC HSBC back in the fall, so a strong field event, finished fourth, then played the Abu Dhabi, which is also a decent field event where you got some big names that show up, finished runner-up there. He's in good form, hits it a long way, good ball-striking young young player out of France. So Victor Perez, I think, is going to be somebody who you're going to get some, some leverage with. Now, I also, at the same time, want to, and I think we talk about this almost every year, and that is the you know the, the the draw to the European tour player at an event like this. This is a very strong field. Um, do not get completely suckered into getting on all these European tour players because uh, you know I, I do think that the cream still rises to the top here uh, and it's and it's still tough. this 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 um, uh, this field is stronger than, Obviously, a lot of fields on the PGA Tour, and it's much stronger than a lot of fields on the European Tour. So just be selective with your European Tour player, full-time European Tour player exposure. I'm not saying don't play them. I'm not saying don't play a couple of them that, that play. You know, I think Terrell Hatton's an exception, right? Like Hatton plays a lot on the PGA Tour, plays a lot on the European yeah. Tour. He plays in a lot of majors. He's experienced. Been injured lately, though. He so. has been hurt a little yeah. bit. I, I thought of his name just because I know he's got a guy that crosses over a lot yeah. and that has a lot of experience. But don't get too caught up in the guys that you know are really doing well on the European Tour, but but they don't play a lot on the PGA Tour and they don't have a lot of experience on the PGA Tour. This is still a really big boy event, right? So yeah. you got to put your big boy pants on. But I do think Victor Perez is one of those that, that may be able to put his big boy pants on. Um, in terms of cash... I actually like Charles Howell in cash at 7,100. I mean, any 7,100? 70, what is he? 7,100. 7,100. I like Howell here. Played well here his first time out. I think he finished 15th or 16th last year. 14th. His first time out. 14th last year. Uh, loved the 500 round, or was it 600? Whatever he shot round two last week at the Genesis to get in and make the cut. Um, had a pretty poor round on Saturday, but another decent round on Sunday, I believe. He just didn't put four together, but I like that he's coming in, having played the week before, having you know he's 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 comfortable on the POA. We know that that's his best putting surface by far. This is a, a money maker event for him um, on a great surface, no cut. I love I love Charles Howell here. Actually, at seventy one hundred, I think you know I've already talked about playing DJ and Paul Casey in cash. You're going to pay up for both of those guys. Howell gives you a little bit of salary relief. And uh, a good POA player and ball striker, and a guy who played the week before, which we've seen people who play Riviera the week before tend to have some success here. So I'll go Howell in cash. Um, a couple of fades here for me. I think an easy one is Francesco Molinari um, at 7,100. Poor Francesco. I don't know. Maybe one of these days he'll figure it out, but it's not. It, I don't know that's happening right now. And then I'm going to go with. Byung Hun An, which this was a tough one. I think mm. I think this is a tough call to fade. You know, Byung Hun An is definitely checking a lot of boxes in terms of ball striking. Uh, congratulations to Byung Hun, by the way. Just had a baby. Just had his first baby. Congrats, Ben on. If you're watching, you know, uh, just had his first baby, a baby boy. Great for him. And now that may mean that you think the nappy factor is now in play, that he's going to go out and play. But I don't know. I I kind of feel like it's like. What if it's one of these things where like he really didn't want to play, and if this were the Valspar, he's not showing up. Yeah. But it's like, you know what, babe? It's the it's the WGC. It's a big event. I get a lot of world ranking points. It's a guaranteed check. We haven't talked about the nappy factor in a while. We haven't talked about the nappy factor. 
there might be folks that don't know what it is. Go ahead and tell them. The nappy factor is the is playing well in the event immediately after uh, you have had a baby, and so uh, we have seen it. We have seen it work. The science of the nappy factor works several on several occasions. Um, so who knows? It could be with Ben on, but obviously you're you're fading them. Uh, I did not mention my fades, but for me, I'm gonna fade. Some... Hey, you said you didn't know who to fade. Well, yeah, but I've I've kind of looked more at it. I don't I don't really like some sneds this week at 7700. I just don't. I, I think like you mentioned earlier, when you're looking at playing a lot of these top end guys, um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be down here in the lower 7K range, uh, and so I just don't I don't like. Uh, I don't like some some Brant Sneds up there at seventy seven hundred. Also, Billy Horschel, even though he's a little bit cheaper at seventy three hundred, not a huge fan of his. He's not really checking any boxes for me. Hasn't done that well in this event. Well, he's only played at this course once, finished forty fifth, so near the bottom of the field. So, I'm just not I'm not a fan of Horschel this week at seventy three hundred. He's obviously a bigger name that you'll see, um, you know, in this lower seven K range. So, and I'm with you on Molinari too. Just well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's just an easy one. I will say this, like, if yeah, on... you really... Do you go through two of these a night when we normally? Yeah. Man. I mean, you're drinking that sissy rosé shit. Okay, this it's good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, I will say, if on turns out to be, like, less than 10%, or, like, eight mm-hmm. less than 8% in tournaments, I would be pretty interested. I do think his upside is good. I just think people are going to be a little more on him at $7,400. Um, on, on. Yeah, I think they're gonna be on on a little bit more. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm fading on. Uh, a couple of guys on the my bookie front that I like in that range. You got answer. You mentioned answer. He's a fifty five to one. I like that here being in, in Mexico, uh, home hometown event for him. I like that. Um, not hometown, home country event. You know what I mean. Uh, RCB, you mentioned it's seventy. He's at seventy-five to one on my bookie. Cam Smith's at ninety to one, and Charles Howell is at a hundred to one on my bookie. So I kind of like that. Keep in mind what I said earlier, though, that thirteen yeah. of the last sixteen winners of this of WGC events, not this one, have all been twenty-five to one or shorter. Hmm. That's not a fun event for DB to bet. You hate this event, yeah, bet. yeah. I don't like it. I don't like this. You're event, probably not going to have a sweat. We'll talk your... about the Puerto Rico in just a second. Yeah. That's an event I love to, to go. Oh, we were supposed to talk about the Puerto uh, Rico. No, you know, we'll just we'll, we'll wing it. No, actually, I have some guys. Okay. Um. All right. Six K range. Any plays in the six K range? I tell you, the one that I'm most salivating over uh, would be. Let me pull up his price real quick. Six uh, K range. In terms of pure value, at 6,600, Carlos Ortiz is definitely Ooh, a yes, value. Yes. Uh, having played well the last couple weeks, uh, the Genesis and the and the Waste Management really like Ortiz here. Um, another, uh, you know, another countryman of Mexico. I think he's familiar here. So, I think pure value is him. And then uh, I also like Sebastian Munoz, who's from Colombia, Colombia, but also played well at the Genesis. Um, I bet him last week at the Genesis outright. He's like two fifty to one. Opened up with two rounds of sixty nine uh, in the first two rounds last week. He's a bomber. He hits the ball a long way. Good ball striker. Puts well on Poa. I think he's interesting. Um, uh, I like. 
Do you like jazz, Jenna Watson? Uh, no, wait a minute. Je- uh, Jenna Wontanan? Jenna Wontanan? I'm just wondering. Jenna Wontanan? I figured I'd say that. Or or you could go with uh, Christian Gazunheit. Okay. Sorry, no. But now, now Cebes. I call him Cebes. Okay. C-Bez. Now, now Cebes. Tell C-Bez. me about some Cebes. You got you got Cebes written down. I have down. I have Cebes written down. Now I, I like Cebes. Cebes is kind of a bomber. Okay, hits hits the ball a little bit. He's also South African. You know, so I mentioned the, the South Africans, the Aussies. They they they're familiar with that Kikuya. We just saw him finish twenty first at the Saudi International, um, runner up at the Omega Dubai. Uh, 17th at the HSBC WGC event back in the fall. So Cebes, Cebes I'm kind of down for. And then one more in the 6Ks that I like that's another, uh, uh, actually, actually he's Australian, but he checks that Australian South African box. And one ear sticks out way further than the other one, and that is Lucas Herbert. So if you pull up Lucas's DraftKings picture, he has an ear that is extremely lopsided. Very different. He's got a lopsided ear? Yeah, look. Um, but whoa, what's wrong with him? Along with his lopsided ear comes great. That can't be right. Comes great form. <laughs> they messed something up. That's got to be on next. Yeah, uh, it comes great form, including a win at the Omega Dubai. Another young player, bomber. I like the Australian angle here. I like the South African angle here. I like the Australian angle, unless your name is Mark Leishman. I guess I should clarify. Uh, but I do like I do like some guys down here. I think you got to go down here. And get some of those those studs up top in your lineup. This is I like it. These type of events are one of my favorite to go get the six K guys. Well, of course, because there's because you, you don't, don't have the risk. Yeah, you don't have the risk. Yeah, you and every other noob out there, buddy. No, I'm just saying it's it's a fun week to talk about the six K guys. I mean, um, another guy I like. You mentioned you mentioned a couple of them, but Eric Van Royen at sixty six hundred. He's checking boxes long off the tee. Checks a box and strokes gained approach, also in opportunities gained and proximity. Everybody loves some some EVR, as I like to call him last week. He was a hot topic. Uh, he was sort of everyone's sneaky low-end play, and he missed a cut. So maybe people are going to have a little recency bias with him and, and, and drop him from their uh, – your <laughs> and not play him just based off of being burned a little bit because he was kind of one of those just talked-up guys. But I like some EVR this week. I think he will um, bounce back off the missed cut and play well this week. Um, I also like Lee Westwood up at 6,900. The guy's been playing well. We saw him win just a few weeks ago over in uh, overseas. Um, he's a guy that we've talked up on Twitter and some other places uh, as far as a long shot Masters bet to take. And Who's that? Lee Westwood. Oh, yeah. It's 6,900. So I do like him on this course. Um, I think it's a it's a good fit for him. So he is another one that I like in that six K range. And I'm with you on Muno, Munoz. I like him. God, why is it so hard to say? It's not even that uh, difficult. It's called Reposado, is what it is. And yeah, Reposado. This stuff. This stuff is potent. Woo, <laughs> Carlos Ortiz. I'm with you there too. All right. Um. All right, let's look at let's look at uh, I want to look at I want to look at uh, Puerto Rico real quick, because I do think. Well, first I of know all, one thing: I'm not playing Victor Hovland at whatever price he's at. I mean, people, let's just talk about Puerto Rico real quick. Don't play Victor Hovland at eleven four. Okay, eleven four. Yeah, eleven no. four is insane. Like this event is won by that like a lot of different types of people. 
do not pay up. I, I, in fact, I'm not even just going to pick on Hovland because we've been fading Hovland a lot um, all year. And it's I'm not off. playing. I'm not playing Grillo. anybody above. Honestly, the first one that I'm I'm going to look at is Matt Naismith at 9100. Yeah. Matt Naismith, I like at 9100. F Zach Blair in the Buck Club at 8700. No way. Uh, I like Norlander at 8500. Uh, I love Chase Seifert at 77. See, He's I playing think amazing. It, I think you can go up to Chesson Hadley at 9500. I actually do think that's about the highest price guy I would okay. go with. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to start 91. I like DJ Trahan at 7600. Um, I love, you're going to love this. I love Tyler McCumber. Tyler McCumber. At seven, I knew you would love it. Woo! At 7400. You just, you love the McCumber family. <laughs> They're I feel like we're kindred spirits. We in, we interviewed Tyler, remember at the yeah, web.com yeah. events. I man. love our boy Hank Lebiota. Hey, yep. Your your doppel doppelganger it taught you all that you know about your hair yeah. care at seventy three hundred. I, I know you're gonna go Sebastian. You know I love Sebastian. It's yeah. a birdie fest. He loves to be aggressive. It's it's a resort course birdie fest. Love that. Um, then it kind of drops off like. So I don't want to have to go down to the 6K range in a shit field. Like, I just don't. So, like, I think Seabass is as low as I'm going. But I love fading everyone above Matt Naismith. I'll t- I tell you one guy in this, in this <laughs> the 6K. And I don't know why I picked the guys that have the strangest last names or the names that I can't pronounce. But uh, Michael Gligic, uh at 6,600. He's he's pops like he's he's played, you know. Michael Gligic. Michael Gligic. He 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 was fifty fifth at the AT and T a couple weeks ago. He was twenty uh, first at the American Express. Yeah. Um, back in the fall, he had a, he had a top thirty at the Houston Open. Um, so he's kind of a, he's a risk reward kind of GPP play if you want to look at him. I mean, I'm just saying. I just don't think he. I, I think yeah. So there's a big eight dollar. I think on DraftKings there's a big eight dollar tournament, right, for the for the Puerto Rico. I just don't even think even in that event you have to get that cute because there's nobody in here that's going to be that chalk. Like nobody yeah. in here is going to be super chalk. Everybody, like everybody I just named, none of them are going to be over fifteen percent. Probably so, yeah. Right, like none of them. No. Um. So anyway, yeah, that's the that's the Puerto Rico. Um, so your perfect lineup last week for the Genesis Open, Pat. We've been talking about that every week. Your perfect lineup in DraftKings, you would have spent only $46,700. Your team would have scored 586.5 points, and it would have consisted of, obviously, the winner, Adam Scott, Sung Kang, Matt Kuchar, Hideki, Scott Brown, and my my guy, Bryson DeChambeau. Your guy, Bryson DeChambeau. Now he's all of a sudden become your guy. Yeah, would have, yeah, would have been would have been Bryson Shambo. Um, by the way, Pat. Oh, did you bring the um? Did you bring the white claws? I did. You you should go get one. No, I I don't. Yeah, yeah, go get one. I don't want one. Yeah, yeah, go get one. No, I want I want this stuff <laughs> that I got right now. So if you're not reading Pat's fantasy golf sommelier article every week. You should. It's very funny. It's very good. It's informative. And actually, believe it or not, his picks have been good. 
Um, it's free on the tourjunkies.com website, the Fantasy Golf Sommelier article that Pat promised me would be out by like Tuesday afternoons has been out no earlier than Wednesday by like 2 p.m. Um, but if you if you can check it out between Wednesday at 2 p.m. and lineup lock, it's a great read. And Pat really went off on the White Claw uh, truly kind of generation. Uh, it was very funny. Go back and read it. But I'm 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 I want to make him try a White Claw. Maybe for the maybe for the the uh, Tour Junkies After Dark YouTube show presented by DraftKings. After this, I'll make him drink a White Claw. Um, but but I bought some just for him, and and I think he needs to try one. Uh, so check that out. The, the Fantasy Golf Sommelier article has been killer. The Chalk Bomb. Listen, the freaking Chalk Bomb has been nails. If, if you are not subscribing to the Chalk Bomb, this is what you're missing out on. Are you ready for this? You're missing out on a free piece of content, very all the way free, like very free, right? Pretty free. Yeah. Last time I checked, all the way free, 100% free. Um, I believe unless you have to start paying for your emails... Uh, yeah, which would be bad. That would be really bad. Yeah, it's going to be pretty- This is what you get with the Chalk Bomb email. You get uh, Ben Little, who is way smarter than us, writing up head-to-head matchups, usually about three to four, um, that are very interesting. Not just, not just saying, hey, take this side of the line, but saying, like, here's what the line tells you about the matchup and how it pertains to, to DFS value on DraftKings. Uh, it's a very sharp piece of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, every now and then, like last week, he threw in some data golf stuff about how distance really correlates to Riviera. That was sharp. Then you get into DB's Big Balls betting card, which is now uh, up 50 units on the 2019-2020 season of the PJ Tour. 50 units, I am up. I basically say, here's $50 and how I would spend it if I only spent $50 betting on mybookie.ag. And I write up my players. I give you first-round leader bets, outright bets, kind of uh, a, a combination of those from time to time. Uh, and then you get Pontificate with Pat, which is your break in the article where you just laugh your ass off at just the weird shit that comes out of Pat's brain. Yeah. Um, and then you get the 10 facts, which Adam Scott was in like six of those last week. I thought it was more than six. No, it was like six. I counted it. Okay. But the 10 facts is when Ben goes back and like, back tests and run some key data and some statistics on this week's golf course and what's going to happen. And you get the chalk bomb, which is here's the guy around 15 to 20% owned projected. Projected. Not always it's accurate. Not going to always be accurate. That people. we think you should fade and at least like 10 reasons why you should fade him to gain an edge in DFS and uh yeah, we're on a heater. It would have last yes. week it was Bubba Watson who missed, missed the, cut the cut at 19%. The week before that, it was Snedeker at Pebble Beach, who missed the cut. The week before that, it was Victor Hovland uh, at the Waste Management, who missed the cut at 15%. It's been pretty freaking nails, and it is free to subscribe to. All you have to do is go to tourjunkies.com and scroll to the bottom of the homepage. On the bottom right-hand corner of the homepage, you see the chalk bomb. You just type in your email, and boom, you are in. Uh, it's a great piece of content. We enjoy putting it together, and it, I mean, it... It, it should help you. You you have not you have not lost out on winning any money by fading our chalk bomb every week of the year since since the tournament of champions. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Pat, you ready to get to just the the free the freewheeling part of the podcast? Yeah. Haven't we pretty much been freewheeling the yeah, whole time? 
You know, but now it's, you know, listen, if the people don't don't want what's about to come at them, they can just turn it off right now. We appreciate you listening. But now we've got tequila. We're relaxed. We don't have to do an ad read. We don't have to uh, make any more picks. We can just talk about stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> I got one question. Marcus Griffin. Your boy Marcus. You played golf with Marcus. Mm-hmm. Savannah. Talking about everybody hating on the coverage, she thinks everyone should band together and solicit ESPN to be a new player in town with the PGA Tour live next year. They have embraced DraftKings for the NFL and could be the change that we all want to see for live golf coverage. Um, I guess we can open this up now and talk coverage because, yes, uh, you you could definitely go a lot of places and get some coverage takes. Right now, yeah, um, and I don't want to beat the dead horse, but any any thoughts on coverage in general and the ESPN take that Marcus just had? All right, so for the ESPN take, I'll start with that first. Um, there is, I, I think it's a great idea. I don't know how quickly it would happen. Um, and the re- and here's the thing: we we obviously have CBS is the main player in in golf right now, and that's where we can get into the golf coverage talk and all that kind of stuff, and the Golf Channel. Um, those are the folks that have the infrastructure; they have the 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 talent, you may say. I'm putting air quotes around that because I don't know if you could say it's talent um, to broadcast these events, to cover these events, and things like that. I don't know what ESPN has right now. I don't know if they have, you know, could just get, I mean, it would take a little bit of time for them to get a crew together, to get guys that know, you know, you know, that could produce all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, there's a lot of things that go in to covering golf because it's not like a, you know, a football event or, you know, baseball or whatever where everything is right there on the, on the field, right in front of you. I mean, things are happening all over the course. There are so many different things that are going on. So I think it's, it is hard. I think to defend CBS – and maybe Golf Channel and things like that. I don't think that um, you know people understand how how difficult it is getting coverage all around the course. Now I'm sure they have cameras everywhere and blah 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 and whatever you could say, but I think it's a little harder than you think. And I think I think there's a little bit of ignorance when it comes to the viewer as far as how that. Are you being is. an apologist for no, coverage? No, I'm right just now? I'm, I'm I can lay Jeez. into it if I want to. But what I'm just saying is. There's a lot that goes into golf coverage. I think you see it at the Masters, who has the best golf coverage out there, which, by the way, CBS is part of. Um, but they have way more resources than they have on almost any other you know, tournament all year long. That's why the best tournaments all year. Now, here's why Riviera, I do think, was so compelling and so... Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but why there was so much uproar with Riviera is because the field was so great that it, it, that it was. And that at the end of the day, they were missing out on guys and not, um, you know, hitting, you know, covering guys like Harold Varner, you know, being there, Joel Damon at the end, Max Homa, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, at these bigger events, the majors and things like that, they have a better capacity to be able to cover some of that stuff. Um, I don't know if they underestimated that, but. Anyway, you can't underestimate the field, right? They knew the field the no, Friday I'm before. No, I'm just saying. I think that they so I don't, they they treated it like a they, they made the mistake of treating it like a normal tour event that they might cover normally when it they should have treated it like a major or like a tournament a TPC or whatever. To me, that's ridiculous because it, it's been Tiger's event since last year. They announced that it would be Tiger's event. 
It'd be an invitational thing. Like, people don't turn down an invite from Tiger. So you knew the field was going to be strong. Starting last year, you knew the field was going to be strong. You knew it was going to be a, a strong field event. You knew that, that Riviera was a, cl- a course that had that had proven how awesome it was for decades, right? Like, I don't understand. Like, that's not an excuse to me. I'm not so, – so here's what I'm saying. You're not even letting me – I'm not finishing. I, here's the thing. That's an interjection, Pat. You've talked a lot. I'm just interjecting. I'm, I'm not saying the coverage is great because the coverage sucked. But I do okay, think there's yeah, a lot that goes that. into covering an event that we don't know about. I'm sure there just is. Normal people. So, I, you know, I, I don't know, but they've got to figure it out to make it better because it sucks that we can't see, you know, Joel Damon after he got hit into on a hole by Adam Scott, which is pretty funny, sinking a birdie putt to get himself back into the tournament. You know, Max Homa gradually going up the leaderboard. You know, Harold Varner topping the ball off the 10th tee. <clears throat> when nobody saw it, when he's in the lead in the freaking tournament. Now, if that had been Adam Scott or Rory McIlroy or Tiger Woods, they would have certainly how about how about How about the, the FedEx... How about the <laughs> FedEx graphic from CBS yesterday about Adam Scott? They threw up the FedEx graphic. If you're on YouTube here, I'll, I'll throw it up for you real quick. So they, they... They threw up the FedEx graphic, and they wanted to give you a little bit of information on Adam Scott, including where he stands in the FedEx Cup right now, mm. which is... Really important. Gotta know that. He's 108th. Uh, but they, CBS wants you to know that he's an avid surfer. He founded the Adam Scott Foundation in 2005. And he's a nine-time President's Cup International team member. Oh, and the most important thing, he was college teammates with Charlie Hoffman. Forget the fact that he's a Masters champion and a Players champion. Like, it's just, just dumb stuff. They put the wrong scores up on the screen for the LPGA results. Um... It's just it's it's not good. It's not good at all. Um, and I'm 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 really what I think happened yesterday is the coverage was no different. I don't think the coverage was any different. I think you had a extremely strong event. You had a strong field, so you had more eyes on it, and you had people who expected a higher level of of production and and uh, professionalism. And so, you know, if the right players, no laying up, all those guys, like, start tweeting, then it's going to light the fire and everybody's going in. So it is what it is. I'm not I, – I don't know. I don't know. ESPN is interesting. Marcus Griffin brings up ESPN. ESPN is interesting because, like, they have a better – I don't know. I guess they just – they cover sports better, I guess. I'm trying to think, like – I don't. I don't know how you make it. I just don't think it's that complicated. I, I do think the. <laughs> I think it's more complicated than you think to cover a golf tournament. Here, here's an idea. Here's an idea. So last week I think it was just announced that William Hill, the the major betting platform out of out of Europe, that William Hill is is now partnered with uh, with CBS. Like, what if you? What if William Hill somehow said, "All right, we're partnered, but we want to use your cameras that you have on every hole." And 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 we want to show every shot on our feed for for the gamblers, right? Like, without all the fluff, without the Konica Minolta swing vision, without the CEO interviews, without the the bullshit, all right? Like we on our feed, we want to show this from your cameras, and we'll do some sort of like rev split, but you know because we're we're partnered together now, right? Like, so so. William Hill says, we want to do this. You guys keep doing your thing. 
we'll do our thing. Like I'll that that's what I keep thinking is about to happen is that somewhere somebody is gonna go. All right, well we'll make it a streaming thing or we'll make it an online thing where you pay this fee and you can just see golf shots. It doesn't matter. You don't have to get all the extra stuff. I don't have to hear Dottie Pepper say a damn word. I don't want. I'm tired of Dottie Pepper. I don't want to hear her mouth again. Like. And I just want the golf shots. And I and I think the William Hill CBS marriage, if it's not something like that, it's it's somebody else. But yeah, but you have to have that like be an offshoot, like where you you provide that to some folks as maybe some sort of premium type coverage or whatever. That's what I'm saying. And then you have norm, normal coverage for. That's what I'm saying. Right? CBS like, keeps you know, doing their I mean, same like, thing. My dad, who's a big golf, I know. watch sits down every Sunday. Watches he can watch golf that shit. Out. Like he he doesn't care about that. Like what I, you're that's what I'm about. saying. So so CBS can keep doing that shit for your dad. But what I'm saying is William Hill, because now they're partnered with CBS and there there's mutual benefit for both, can still use CBS cameras that are still capturing. I mean, you can't tell me that nobody saw that that, that, that nobody's camera saw Joel Damon's approach shot into 17. Because they got it. They had to have. They it, freaking yeah. got it. They just yeah. didn't put it on the thing. So now William Hill says, "Okay, we're together. We're we're in relationship. So we're gonna take that shot and we're gonna put it on our platform and distribute it through 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 an online channel or through an app or through some sort of streaming service. But you keep doing your network TV bullshit th- the same way you always do it for Pat Perry's dad. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you do both and just see what happens. Is is all I'm saying." Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I hear you. I mean, look, it, there's no question that there's a there's a problem with the coverage, and you know, I'm sure that that I don't think the the solution is as easy as people may think it is. Um, but All at right, least well. it's being talked about, and it may make it better for us. I think that the the, the other part of this is how much you know what we talk about DFS. Gambling, all that kind of stuff, is now being more acceptable. We know that, and so it's bringing on a broader audience, which is good, great for the game. Yeah, um, an audience that clamors for to be to view things in a different way than my dad views things, and so that's where the tour and CBS and everybody else they're gonna have to get their minds together and figure out, okay, what is what is this this new listenership viewership want to see, and how do they want to see it? Versus our, our old classical ways that we like, and how do we marriage that together and make it a good product that it's not going to make everybody happy because it's never going to do that. Um, but I think right now there's a blind eye towards the rapidly g- growing viewership for golf that is more gambling related, that is more DFS related, that wants to see more shots of other folks besides those top ten guys. Oh, hundred percent. And so I think that's that's where the biggest problem is. They've got to fix, and I, I think it'll happen. Um, so slow, but it's slow. The gambling thing is definitely going to change it for sure. I, I just think it's going to take a partner like a William Hill with CBS to say, like, all right, you guys clearly aren't aren't smart enough to figure this out. So we'll do it. You, I like I. I literally would. I, I'm trying to think of what what it would take for them to charge me that I wouldn't pay for it. Like I would pay for it with no audio. I, you don't even have to have anyone talking. Yeah, I don't mind. I, I would mind. just pay for every golf shot of anybody I want to see, and I don't have to have any commentary. Yeah. Just give me the camera shot, and I I probably would pay a couple hundred dollars a month. <laughs> you you wouldn't pay that. Yeah, much. I would. 
I think I would. Um, oh, gosh. Any other coverage takes? Are we good on that? I, I mean, you know. I want to talk about, we, we haven't talked about the ball and the distance debate. Oh, I don't want to get into the distance report. No, but, I don't want to get into that either. But, it's too technical. But I've had you, two of these, almost two of these Casa but, Amigos. But you as a short knocker, me as a bomber. You know what I mean? Like, I want to, I want us to come together. I want to reach across the aisle to you as a, as a very short knocking son of a gun. And, and I'm a bomber. You know what I mean? And I just want to say, like, hey, it's okay. You know, like, don't feel bad about yeah. it. But do you want the ball rolled back so that I can basically still outdrive you by just about the same yardage? Um, I, I think it's all a bunch of crap as far as okay. I'm concerned. You know, I mean, technology is technology. I, I, I think it's great that we have all these drivers that you and I can hit that can help us hit, try and hit the fall, ball further. But, you know, a golf course in itself is not a great golf course just because it's long. And because it's whatever. I mean, there's so many different things that go into great golf courses. Some of the greatest golf courses in the world are short. Some of the greatest golf courses in the world are longer, like a Torrey Pines at 7,700 yards. Um, so I don't necessarily think that any of this, What I mean, you know, if they do anything, don't let it apply to us as regular players. Okay? It's like, why if something happened that they do something with the pros who are totally that's one percent of golfers out there why should it affect the regular player you know that doesn't that doesn't make the game any more fun for us i mean who doesn't want to hit the ball further who doesn't want to you know try and you know i don't know say they hit a 300 yard drive i mean i'd love to be able to say that it's not going to happen but you know i'd love to say that but that's sweet man here's the thing i mean golf is just supposed to be fun it's for everyone these the you know you can't you can't mold everything off of what the pros do and so I just don't think you build eight thousand yard courses and take all this property up and do whatever I just I'm not a big fan of that so as far as I'm concerned I don't I don't really think there's 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 a huge issue now if you feel like there's an issue with tour players address that but then don't shame a regular player for not doing it like the tour players do. Oh, distance shaming? Distance shaming. Yeah, that's I hate that. I hate yeah. that. Do I distance shame you? Yeah, you distance you know, shame me. Here's the People thing. People distance shame all the time, and, and it's just, it's a problem in this world. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, though. You know, I will say this. Like, we've heard some, we've heard some of the guys com- comment on this, that, that people are built different now. Athletes are different now. And I have to, I have to say this, like, Here's how I think about it. Have you ever have you spent any time on TikTok? <laughs> I did. I did the other day after I I messaged you about do we have a TikTok account and you said I think you. What? Anyway, I did for a second. Oh, because I found out my son had a TikTok account. What? Yeah, he's eleven years old. Shit. You need to you need to get that under control. I, Anyway, here's what I know. That hormones in the chicken are doing a lot of stuff. And if you spend four and a half minutes on TikTok, you'll find yourself seeing... You'll, you'll, you'll all of a sudden get to like... this. You'll see a girl and she'll be like dancing to some song. And you're like, oh. Like twerking? She's... Oh, she's cute. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, she's... She's 15 years old. Like... like Hormones in the chicken just do stuff. Like they don't they don't make people like people human beings are not produced 
the way that they used to be produced. Like, I, I have a 15-year-old son, 15 years old. He's as big as me. He's ripped. Like, I, nobody in my high school, and he's not even like a big kid in high school. Like, nobody in my high school was built like him. So, yeah, now, like, you have athletes. You have you have people that are just coming out of the womb with with freaking amino acids exploding in their in their veins and they're just big and bulky and strong and fast and you know all of these all of the above like I do think that's part of it pat i mean honestly you're about to turn 43 i'm 36 you know i i just genetically am bigger faster stronger than you you just that's just why i hit the ball further than you you know what i mean like but like they just don't they're not making them the same anymore they just aren't. Go to TikTok. Literally, four and a half minutes on TikTok will teach you that. So I think part of it is just genetically it is what it is. I, for one, do think, though, that you could you could, you could could go ahead and stop technology. Like, stop. I think the biggest thing is the ball. I don't think it's the clubs. I think it's the ball. I think you could stop the ball right now. Like, where it is right now, go ahead and stop it. On the pro level, on the amateur level. Whatever the tech is in the ball right now, if it's kryptonite or whatever hormone is in the golf ball, like just stop. I think you can stop the golf ball. You can right stop now. the ball and keep the clubs going. Keep everything else the same. Just stop it. Now, if people get longer, it's because they get bigger, faster, stronger. That's it. Yeah. Don't let any further advancement happen with the ball, but don't roll it back either. Just stop it right here and right. let's get let's let's keep it moving. I don't need any balls rolled back. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we probably worn out our welcome. This has been an interesting. We still have show. to do the DraftKings show. Yeah, this has been very interesting. My first experience with uh, Casa Amigos. Casa Amigos. Casa Amigos. Not Casa Amigos. Uh, okay. It's actually one word. Casa Amigos. Reposado. Reposado. There you is go. The, uh, is the flavor. Yeah. The flavor of choice. Uh, it's pretty good. So. This has been interesting. It's weird being together. We talk all the time about wanting to be together more when we do a show, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it would be better if we had more practice. Yeah. And we weren't sitting on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best we could do in a hotel room. Yeah. I think if we were sitting across a table from each other or something. It would yeah. be much better. This is this is weird. And the mic, the mic is just looks funny. Weird. In a lot of ways. Yeah. Very phallic show tonight. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And uh, we appreciate it, you guys. Except for a couple of you guys who are total dickholes. We hope you guys have a shitty night. And uh, But may your screens be green unless you're said dickhole. See ya!